The following program is paid for by the Springdale Golf Club. The views and information expressed are the opinions of its host and her guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the station, management, or its ownership. It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live. Sponsored by our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Here's your host, Keith Stewart. Members, friends, and players, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning into Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. More majors, no problems. It's Friday afternoon, folks. Let's get after it and have some fun. Now, who's hot on top? Nance, don't stop. Who calls all the roars? Race Creek, who flopped? Tiger dropped the last putt. Five jackets raised stocks. Golf TV covers down to the mock. The Masters champ. Augusta, nothing changed on the stimp. Ain't won a major since Tory with a limp. Nike with a million sales. A world rank going up. Phelps on the ground. 16 he threw it down. Won his first of 97, 15 majors now. Spring to live, getting bigger. Fox Sports in town. Can't know Frankie or Fee now. Take me down. Eamon Conner is a name, throwing bombs like Flutie. His third green jacket got put on by Hootie. Masters champ won the first call by Venturi. Know full well, he's the GOAT. Learn the game at a muni. Oh, yeah, folks. Oh, yeah. It's Friday afternoon. It's a beautiful day. It's Springdale Golf Live. And uh, I was inspired on Sunday afternoon with the song of the week, watching Tiger Woods pull off this miraculous comeback and win his 15th major. Just unbelievable stuff this week in golf. And I can't wait to talk about it and get after it. And uh, you know what, folks? If you can't hear us on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey, you know you can listen anywhere at 920thejersey.com. Just hit that Listen Live button. And certainly, I know all of you are going to want to get after that opening right there uh, on social media. And I'll post that later tonight or tomorrow. And uh, we're having some some certain fun here this afternoon on Springdale Golf Live. But, you know, in order to really have some fun, I've got a great instructor on the phone with me today, and we got to get right to him. And his name is Jason Bale, and Jason is the director of instruction down at Belfair, which is right off the Hilton Head Island, and that's where the PGA Tour stop this week is. It's at Harbortown. And I wanted to bring Jason on. He's a Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, and I want to get a little perspective on what the vibe is going down there in the low country this week. So, Jason Bale, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How was that opening for you there, bud? How are you doing today? Keith, I'm doing wonderful. Happy Easter to you and your listeners. Were you channeling your inner mace there? Is that, was that a, uh, a little mace soundtrack there that you had in the background? That was it. You know, um, the song of the week, you, you called me on it, uh, was uh, entitled Mo Majors, No Problems. And uh, that's uh, <laughs> Puff Daddy and the crew there. Um, yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Wade, you on just, the board you there. Keep, you just keep adding to your uh, repertoire, you know, of, of – of, wonderfully dressed golf professional top-notch player radio host and now rapper i love it well hey you know what though Uh, what i love is you and let's get let's get going here today because we got to talk about this augusta national and the masters the 83rd masters that just completed on sunday looking back you know, I mean, you are a golf guy. You're one of those teachers I definitely look up to. I love following online. I love seeing what you're doing. What was your reaction to Tiger Woods winning his fifth jacket? Well, I think more than anything, Keith, it's a it's a human story. I mean, it, it kind of transcends golf. Um, it's a story of redemption. Um, I think it's uh, if I look at my own self as I was as I was watching on Sunday, uh, you know, kind of thinking back as I'm, I'm watching the tournament. And it took me till about hole three or four to actually figure out if I was pulling for Tiger. I, I think, uh, you know, we all were probably big Tiger fans early on. And then some of us 
um, even maybe before some of the scandalous things happened, we, we may have we may have kind of lost a little sight of him because he was so dominant and we were looking for some other players and and uh, and then we have the scandalous things that go on and now we, we see a more contrite tiger and and uh, uh, maybe a tiger that's a little more into the fans and and I found myself as the day went on um, rekindling my tiger fandom so um, I think it's I think it's just a huge human story and and, and a great story for golf and a great story. Um, outside of golf, so I was I was more than happy to see him slip on his uh, fifth green jacket. I think it's outstanding for the game. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So now we've got 15 majors and 81 wins. So if he stays healthy, and I know that's somewhat of a big if, but you know it's been about a year and a half now. He's been pretty healthy. Uh, what what do you think? Sky's the limit. What do you think's coming down the road here? We got uh, about four weeks till Beth Page, um, eight to one odds. What do you think's going to happen in Tiger Camp here moving forward? Well, I think where Tiger obviously is in his career, I mean, what does a what does another Buick Open type of win do for him? Nothing. Um, I, I think he's he's got you know probably twenty to twenty five more major opportunities, and I think uh, we saw, at least he alluded to in some of his press conferences that the um, you know he was preparing for Augusta six weeks ago while he was playing in other golf tournaments, knowing the shots he would have to hit, the shapes he would have to hit. Things like that. So I think every time we see him play, not that he's not trying to win any other event, but I think he's he's prepping for majors constantly. And I think that uh, with the uh, with the ability to do that, somebody with uh, with plenty of money in the bank and uh, plenty of wins in tow, um, then he's got the opportunity to peak four times a year for for the next probably six to seven to eight years. Um, if he stays healthy, so I mean, I, I think Jack's record is 100% in play. Awesome. You know, I think even when they interviewed Jack, um, he was, I guess he was in the Bahamas on Sunday night and they got him on the phone on Golf Central. And even he alluded to the fact that if if Tiger stays healthy, that's it's going to be a problem. There's no doubt. Well, I mean, he's, he's, he's a tactical, a tactical magician, and that's what it takes in major championships. I mean, he's probably the best iron player that ever lived. And, um, and when you need to be a tactical genius to, uh, to play in major championships, he's, there's probably none better other than Jack. Yeah, he's. I mean, you talk about being a good iron player. He didn't miss a shot after the eleventh hole. If you look at all the, the rest of the shots, the, he didn't miss oh, one. Oh yeah, and the discipline and the discipline to hit the golf ball where he knew he needed to hit it. I mean, that takes a lot of discipline. Is to not fire at flags when they aren't holes that you should be doing that, and then to know that you're going to have your opportunities um, on certain holes, like where he had on. 13 and 15 and 16, um, but on other holes to be able to put the ball in the right place. I mean, that takes a, a takes a great golf swing and a great golf mind. Uh, absolutely. Folks, we're on the line here with Jason Bale, and Jason's the director of instruction down at Belfair, and uh, he is newly elected to Golf Magazine's Top 100 Instructors, and that happened about a month ago. But, I mean, the folks down in the Carolina section have known all about Jason for a while here. He was 2018 PGA Carolina Section Teacher of the Year. He's twice been the Hilton Head Chapter Teacher of the Year. And with all that going on, Jason, you know, tell me, tell my listeners a little bit about you, give a little background, and um, you know, maybe some, who, who kind of shaped who Jason Bale is today? Well, I, I, I'm obviously honored and humbled to have uh, been selected to to be in the top 100. That's something uh, when I first started coaching this game, I, I 
never dreamed of. So it's obviously a, it was a knee buckling phone call to get for sure. But, uh, I grew up in uh, Eastern North Carolina, which I hope you don't have to translate too much to your Northern listeners, my accent, but, uh, uh, with a high school, uh, football and basketball coach as a father. And my mother is a dance instructor. My sister's a dance instructor and my younger brothers are tennis pros. So basically the Bale family doesn't know how to have real jobs, so coaching and teaching is kind of in our blood, and uh, so I always knew that uh, that uh, I wanted to be a coach in some way. Thought that I would coach college basketball, uh, but ended up finding golf kind of late in high school, and uh, and really fell in love with it right off the bat. So um, I, I look at myself as a coach, not a teacher. I think there's a big distinction, and I think sometimes in our game, uh, when we start to teach instead of coach, we kind of get off a little bit. So I've always looked up to uh, to to mentors in, in my career that have been more coaching style, uh, guys like uh, Jack Lumpkin and Todd Anderson, James Seekman, Cam McCormick, Mike Adams, guys like that who have really meant the world to me wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for people like that. Well, there's no doubt that you are someplace special today, and you know, and we all have mentors along the way, and, and that is a fine, fine list. You know, one of the things I think is cool is that you know your uh, Titleist Performance Level Three certified, your TrackMan Level Two certified. You're one of like 26 people I read on the globe that's an ambassador for Swing Catalyst. So you have all these certifications. You're, you're you know, the best teachers are always learning, is what I'm told, right? But I want my listeners, no to, I, I want my listeners to be able to learn from you. How can they follow you are you online do you have a website social media tell us how we can follow jason bale after today yeah you can follow me on um, on instagram at jason bale pga uh, which is also my twitter handle um got a new website that'll be coming up the first part of the summer um i'll announce that on twitter as well as on instagram uh facebook is uh that jason bale so um Love the, love the social media stuff. It was something I wasn't very good at. Still not sure I'm very good at it, but I uh, certainly enjoy sharing with other coaches and, um, and with other students as well. It's been, it's been a wonderful little journey learning all about that. So, And, of course, I'm down here at Belfair in the Hilton Head area, uh, two wonderful Tom Fazio golf courses and uh, um, beautiful climate and a wonderful practice facility. We're very fortunate to have what we have. Well, Jason, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm not a very good rapper. But as long as you keep trying, you know, you can make progress and evolve. So take that with a grain of salt, okay? I love it. All right. So you just mentioned it there. Belfair, where you are the director of instruction, is down there in the low country, uh, just on the mainland, um, across the bridge from Hilton Head Island, which is where the PGA Tour is this week. Um, what's the vibe like there down this week as the tour kind of comes into town, that carnival with all of its tractor trailers comes in and kind of does its thing? Um, what cool stories have you heard this week? And, uh, you know, what's going on there at Harvard? Town. Well, obviously, uh, the Harbor Town's going to be quite a uh, chore to play today. We're sitting here with about 30 and 40 mile an hour gusts right now, and uh, in the Hilton Head uh, area, we've even got a tornado warning. So, those guys that are playing over on the island are going to have a tough go of it today in the sweeping winds here off the coast. Uh, Belfair, obviously, uh, we're, we're actually going to host the, uh, PGA professional championship. Um, so we're getting busy and, uh, getting ready for that. That, that'll start up, um, end of next week. We'll be on the golf channel. So anybody who's not familiar with, um, with our wonderful club and golf courses can, uh, can take a look there, um, and see, uh, Belfair and all its glory on TV. 
Yes, I, I had a note about that. The uh, professional national championship, which you and I could qualify for, uh, is being played at Belfair from April 28th to May 1st, and there's coverage there on the Golf Channel, which is which is really cool. 30 to 40 mile an hour winds today on those Pete Dye small greens. Uh, good luck, right? Good, good luck. luck. The, the low ball guys, the guys that hit it solid, have a chance today because that's quite a golf course when there's no wind uh, as far as being able to place your ball in the proper sides of the fairway and and uh, and then places where you can get it up and down if you miss green. So those guys, are, the ball strikers, are going to need to come out today. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Folks, we're on the phone with Jason Bale here. He's the Director of Instruction at Belfair down there in South Carolina and Golf Digest Top 100 in 2019. And uh, Jason, here's the thing, though. With, with all of that uh, pomp and circumstance there, uh, you know what it's time for. It's Springdale Golf Live. we got to do a little rapid-fire Q&A because we really want to get to know the personal side of Jason Bale here on the <laughs> on the uh, radio show. So uh, you up for this? You ready? I'm ready to go, buddy. All right, here we go. Who's the greatest, Tiger or Jack? Uh, Tiger. Do you like spicy food? Yes. Favorite club in your bag? Butter. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate your fashion sense. 9.75. Ooh, wow. You're stepping it to it because you know I am the king of sartorial splendor. Right, I do. I do. That's why I didn't give myself a ten. I'm just below you. All right. Well, fair. Touche. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> favorite thing to do outside of golf? Uh, go fishing. Describe your teaching in one word. Uh, coaching. Training aid you use the most when you're given lessons. Alignment sticks. Morning, noon, or night person. Morning, most definitely. If you partake in an adult beverage, is it colored or clear? Uh, it is colored. When you hear the word champion, who's the first person that comes to mind? Mike Shashevsky. Ooh, I like that answer. All right. Well, great job there. I appreciate that. We've got, we've got another 60 seconds here. And, you know, one of the th- reasons that I wanted to bring you on today wasn't just the timely nature of the PGA Tour being in town, is that when I follow you online on Instagram and Twitter, I find you to be tremendously inspirational in the way you teach people and the way you promote and coach your students. Do you have a message for my listeners today that, you know, how do every day you, you're such an inspirational coach? How do you do it? And what words would you like to share with my listeners who are working on their goals as they start the season up here in the Northeast? Most definitely. The, uh, well, I think I, my coaching inspiration comes from just a passion for the game. I mean, this, it's, it's been such a wonderful game to me. And uh, this is my opportunity, like we all do as PGA professionals, try to give back to it. But if my advice to a player would always be, um, you've got to make your goals and your habits match up. So if you've got some goals to break 80 or to, you know, uh, to break a hundred or to, to, you know, play well in an event, your habits have to match those goals and you need a, a partnership with a coach, um, that has your best interest and understands that you're trying to reach your goals and they need to help you reach your goals. That's the same thing everybody does on tour. What we try to do here at Belfair is we try to create a tour player experience 
for any of our players. So we have, we have people in the medical field that can help somebody return from injury. We have people in the fitness field that can help somebody um, strengthen or, or do some things from a movement mobility standpoint that would help them. We have a club setter and we have coaches. And we're all trying to um, help that person be a better version of themselves. We're just a support staff. We're the pit crew and they're the race car. And um, so my advice always to players is find a great pit crew whether it's one person or whether it's a team of people in their own lanes, but find a great pit crew, set some real quality goals, um, both from a mental standpoint, a physical standpoint, an outcome standpoint, and then have your habits match those goals. Well, I'll tell you what, that was very, very well said. And I'm sure, you know, people can listen back in the podcast. They could write down some notes there because there was some great information there. And, you know, you talked about having a great partnership. Well, today for me, Jason, was a wonderful partnership. I can't thank you enough for being on Springdale Golf Live. Uh, wonderful job. And uh, keep an eye on those PGA Tour players down there. And uh, watch out for those PGA pros next week as well. Take care, bud. And we'll talk it. to you soon. Happy Easter. Thank you, Keith. All Pleasure. right, Jason. Well, folks, there you go. The great Jason Bale. What an awesome top 100 instructor. Folks, it's 3.15 p.m. here in Princeton. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Back after this. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf with a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs. The NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Springdale Golf Club members have been enjoying a club that's been a part of the Princeton community for nearly 125 years with the best golf and social experience in our region. But did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's historical significance, William Flynn design with challenging greens, blended with a dedicated team of associates, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in commitment to the member experience. Just just announced is a significant expansion of the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard Service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about the club and all of the amazing fun things we have planned for 2019, please take a moment and visit our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey or call 855 855- 255-1265. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm Keith Stewart, and you're listening to Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Oh, boy. Well, I tell you right there, Jason Bale is a tremendous teacher. I can't call him a teacher. I mean, he he is a coach, and he's doing wonderful things down there at Belfair. And, I mean, he has an amazing pedigree of places that he has taught. Sea Island, Kinloch, and, of course, now I I know the members there at Belfair are extremely happy and proud to have him there. Top 100 Golf Magazine, Best in State Golf Digest. I mean, the list goes on and on. And uh, I was very fortunate about, oh, I'll say maybe about 15 years ago to meet Jason 
when I was down at Sea Island on a visit that I was taking a team down from the club, uh, members in a pro-am, and we got to know each other, and he, he's just been a tremendous resource. Um, all the things that we talked about in the first segment that he is into, and he's constantly looking at new things, and uh, we like to talk a little fashion, too. There's a little joke in there going back and forth, and uh, you know, he's just a great ambassador for the game. I mean, there's just so many of them out there, and uh, week in and week out, we're very fortunate to find them, and I was so happy to be able to bring him on and uh, entertain all of you with him this afternoon. I hope you really enjoyed him. And, uh, you know, speaking of week in and week out, the first ever episode of Springdale Golf Live was last year at this PGA Tour event week. It was at Harbortown when they had the RBC Heritage Classic, and we had on, at the time, club president. Well, he's still, still the club president, but we had him on at the time. That's Kevin Tylus, and he was live reporting from the fairways uh, during the tournament, and we had a great time, and that was episode number one, and now we're at episode 50-something or another as we've come full circle, and we've come all the way back on the PGA Tour to the place with which we started. So in an essence, the world is round, which is kind of cool. Um, you know what? I, I got to get back on my own end because everyone knows I'm a huge Tiger Woods fan and Tiger won the Masters the other day. It was, you know, tears in my eyes, I guess. You know, I, I had the kids watching just, you know, it was, it was of such historical significance. And I know that, you know, all the tiger, tiger haters out there, he can be somewhat of a polarizing individual. But if we're just here to talk about athletics and golf and sports and and not get into the whole, um, you know, TMZ side of Tiger, yes, he made some bad choices. And he has certainly paid a price for those choices for 10 years. But in reality, I mean, if you look at what he accomplished and what was going on, and one of the really cool things about what was going on there on, on Sunday, and I had about, oh, a dozen friends down there and I I got to talk to about half of them before we got to the show this week and I asked them I said what was it like on Sunday with Tiger and they said first of all you couldn't get near Tiger unless you went four or five holes ahead you just couldn't get near him The, the fairways were lined 10 deep you know, fairways 500 yards long. And on both sides, I mean, you can't imagine the mass of people. And they said it was so loud. They said they, that most people felt bad for Molinari and Finau. And they were super proud of them that they held in as long as they did because the amount of people that were cheering for Tiger to win and the roars that he created when he made a birdie, it was just epic. And they said that, you know, Molinari and, and Finau are great. Brooks Kepka, they're all fantastic, world-class golfers. But they said the wave of just excitement and the way the fans were engaged and the way that they were kind of like really pushing Tiger to do his very best and to win this, you know, fifth green jacket was just, it would have been really, really tough for them to overcome. And, you know, now he's won a major and uh, a lot of conversations are back on the table. He's got 81 wins now and 15 majors. And of course the records are for wins, it's 82 by Sam Snead and for uh, majors, it's 18 by Jack Nicholas. And, you know, I'm going to take you back in time. Um, yeah, I worked at Isleworth where Tiger was a member and he lived from 1998 to 2003. And, and I've got a, a zillion tiger stories but one that really hits home along these lines when you start to talk about the um, accumulation of all of these wins whether it be majors or tournaments i can remember it, it was one of my first seasons there so it had to be 98 or 99 so tiger was just getting started and i said you know tiger you're such a, a goals driven person i mean he's got a, i've got a million stories about how tiger set goals at such an early age they just blow your mind and i'll get to one of those in a second but i said tiger i said t i go what what exactly are your goals as far as wins wise? Because you're just kind of rattling these things off as they go, and you you know you're the youngest person ever to win a major at 20 and and winning the Masters by 12. I mean, it seems like you're 
pretty destined here to do some great things. And he just looked me in the eye and casually just said, he goes, I think right now my goals are 25 and 100. And I said, oh, okay, 25, 20, 25 majors and 100 wins. And to think about that back then and the fact that he's gotten 80% to the win total and he's gotten just 10 away from the total that he had set for himself back in, let's say, it's 1999, and he skipped 10 years of majors, 11 years of majors. I mean, like Jason said uh, in the interview in the first half, he's got about 20 to 25 majors left if he stays healthy. Um, you know, to beat Jack, he would only need to, to win, like, one out of every five, and he would beat Jack, and he would be the greatest champion of all time, and that argument would then go away, which is which is very interesting. You know, one out of every five. I mean, how, I mean, how about this statistic, folks? Even with all of Tiger's troubles on the golf course, he's won 23% of the tournaments he's ever teed it up in. 23%. The next closest guy on tour is Phil at 7%. If you win at a 4% clip, you're in the Hall of Fame. So what's like the Hall of Tiger, like the Hall of Goat? You know, and it's Tiger next to Michael Jordan and Tom Brady or something playing cards. Or I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just like so far beyond in the, the 25 and 100. You know, you talk about Tiger goals. Here's another great story. So when Tiger was in high school, he set a goal for himself. And what he said was that he said after all of his high school golf matches that he wanted to finish his four years playing for his high school golf team at even par. And I start thinking to myself, so he's 13, 14 years old, and Earl's probably helping him out, and he's going to write these goals. I mean, what 13 or 14-year-old kid even comes up with that? The perspective to say, for four years, I want to be even par, total score in all of my matches. Well, as it turns out, after his junior year, Tiger was three under. And he was three under going into his senior year, and he knew it, of course, because he had this four-year goal. And he all of a sudden, he finishes his senior year, and uh, yeah. So his total for high school was 39 under. He shot 36 under in all his matches in high school in his senior year. So he set the goal, and of course he blew it away. He obviously got better and better, and, and Tiger may turn out to be the greatest that ever lived, but there's a big lesson there. And there was a huge lesson stated by Jason in the beginning about how to set proper goals and make them attainable. Well, heck, Tiger is the perfect example of setting goals and getting back and, and doing the things necessary to put yourself in a position now to quite possibly be the greatest golfer of all time. I mean, you got guys like Jim Nance who said it was his best Masters ever, greatest Masters ever. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh, Michael ja- uh, Michael Jackson, oh boy, Michael Jordan, pardon me, strike that. Um, Michael Jordan said he thought it was the greatest comeback in um, sports history, you know, and, I, and certainly I, I'm sure it's up there in the top five. I mean, I know somebody like Ben Hogan, um, you know, almost being killed in a car crash with he and his wife being hit by a bus and then coming back and win three majors in a year in 1953 is, is a pretty good story. Um, but, you know, this Tiger, it, it, uh, win the other day it's right up there you know and one last thing i'll say about this uh just in case anyone was wondering how golf is doing i love to talk about the pop culture of golf um my one last detail is here is that cbs and the uh, nielsen ratings or whatever that company is called um they published a number and they said that uh, between the hours of 9 a.m and 2 p.m during the broadcast for the masters which was early in the morning because of the storms uh 21 percent of the tvs in the usa 21 of the TVs in the USA were tuned in to CBS to watch Tiger Woods do what he did. And it wasn't even at the right time of day to watch it. 
You know, everyone's kind of accustomed finding golf on a Sunday afternoon and 21%. So, hey, kudos to Tiger Woods. Um, I think he handles, handled it tremendously. Uh, it was nice to see his family there. The parallels between 97, him hugging his dad, and then him hugging his son now in 2019. Just a uh, great job all around, and uh, let's carry it on. We're, we're, I mean, we're only we're, we're at uh, Harbor Town this week, which is down there in Hilton Head Island. and uh, But we only have three more tournaments ahead of us before we get to New York and Long Island. And we're going to have the PGA Championship, the championship that my fraternity runs, the PGA of America. And it's at Bethpage Black, where uh, Tiger's had some success before. I mean, he won the 2002 U.S. Open there when he beat Sergio. And uh, the crowd is going to be fired up. Tiger is the favorite. He's 8-1 to one odds. He's got lower odds than anybody out there. And uh, coming off this Masters victory, I can only imagine the fervor that is going to exist um, at Bethpage. I can't wait to get out there. You know, we're certainly going to try to broadcast live from there that week, that Friday. And uh, I tell you, um, we're going to have to turn the mics down because people are just going to be going absolutely nuts following him. And and I can't wait. I can't wait. Just like, you know what I couldn't wait for? I couldn't wait for the golf season to get started at Springdale. And it has. So Springdale Golf Club, we kicked it off yesterday with ladies opening day. And I want to give those ladies that came out and started the season for us with the first championship of the year. I want to give those ladies a little bit of press time here. So congratulations to Marianne Martin, Denise Shaw, Barbara Robbins, and Jen Green for winning Women's Opening Day yesterday. And the men is just around the corner, just a couple weekends away, Saturday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you, gentlemen. Sign up and register for Men's Opening Day. We're going to have a big party that day. Uh, member welcome party to follow it up. It's uh, Kentucky Derby Day. Um, you know, wear your best hat. We'll see what happens. But, you know, just a lot of cool things going on over there at the club and uh, I want to wish a very uh, hearty um, I guess uh, best wishes or good luck to the two Ivy League teams that are playing uh, this week are Princeton Tigers Uh, the men are competing in the Ivy League championship down at Hidden Creek which is down near Atlantic City in New Jersey and the women are competing over at the Ridge which is just you know across the Sourland Mountains there in Ringo's so if you have a chance this weekend you want to root on the Tigers uh, that's where they're playing in their Ivy championships the women are going for their third in a row and nothing would make me happier than to have Erica DeSani, the coach of the women's team, on for winning the trifecta. And uh, you see how, see how I brought that in there? Kentucky Derby trifecta. Love it. All right. Well, oh, here comes the music. That means we're sending you over to Doug Gottlieb. Folks, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, I certainly want to mention my sponsors, New Jersey Golf Foundation, Summit Golf Brands, and my Beltman Jimmy at FH Wadsworth. I'd like to thank my producer, Wade, on the board, Springdale Board of Governors, and Troon Golf Management. Most of all, thanks to my listeners. I'm heading to Springdale, but where are you headed? Well, let the tower be your guide. And from Philadelphia to Hilton Head, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. You've been listening to Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the tee next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey.